Improve yourself on a daily basis and you will become an invaluable and high-performing member of your organization. Welcome to BA Blocks, the show for the motivated business analyst who's driven to sharpen their BA skills no matter where they are or what they're doing. Welcome to another episode of the show. My name is Imal Barrielli, and today I want to talk to you about the top three sources of stress for business analysts. Now, this episode is something that applies to you if you are an existing practicing business analyst, and it especially applies to you if you are at the very beginning of your career. My goal for this episode is to get you one step closer to taking the actions that are going to have the biggest return for your career. In the last episode, I talked at length about the concept of career fulfillment, and I used my own career as an example where I illustrated how I started to consistently get fulfillment in my career at the point where my skill levels started to exceed my stress levels. And so if you were to take that as a model and apply it as a template onto your own career, it only makes sense for you to start honing in on the specific sources of stress and starting to take actions that are going to start to reduce your own stress levels at work and to also start identifying the best sources for skills and start taking the actions that you need to take to start upping your skill levels. And when you start to focus all of your time and your attention on specific areas that are aimed at helping you achieve your career goals, you'll find that you are going to have more direction in your own career and that you're going to start achieving a lot of your goals a lot more quickly because you have a minimal amount of wasted time and wasted effort. So my goal for this episode is for you to understand the main sources of stress that you are likely to face in your career and to start taking some of those actions so that you can start driving down your stress levels. So with all of that said, let's dive right in to the three sources of stress that we're going to be talking about. The very first of which is not knowing what action you can take when you're presented with a challenge at work. So the majority of new business analysts that I talk to have all of the drive and all of the motivation to do the work, but oftentimes when they're presented with a challenge that they've never experienced before at work, they become paralyzed because they do not know what specific actions to take to begin solving the challenge at hand. So nothing in your career is going to be more stressful than that, especially as an analyst where the type of work that you do isn't often standard repetitive work. The job of an analyst is a very analytical one. It's in the name of the profession. It's a very analytical one that requires you to have problem-solving skills and to understand the types of challenges that you're going to be presented with and to have some sort of a game plan to begin to take the steps to be able to solve a certain challenge. So not knowing what next step to take when you're presented with a challenge and especially when it's on a tight deadline where there's a sense of urgency, there is no greater source of stress for a business analyst than that. Now, the way that you start to get around this point of stress has a lot to do with understanding the types of issues that you're going to be experiencing over and over and over again and starting to have some sort of a game plan in the back of your mind for how you're going to 
start to tackle these issues. And like I said, no two challenges are really the same when you're working as an analyst, but there are specific patterns in the types of challenges that you're going to experience. And it's important for you to start to build game plans for the different types of problems that you're going to experience. So just as an example, on every single project that you start off, especially when you start to become a little bit more senior, is that the expectation that the project managers and management inside the company that they have of their analysts is to provide an estimate for how long they think that the challenge in front of them is going to take. Now, no two projects are the same, but understanding the general process of how estimating analysis works is something that is going to help you to overcome that challenge. And so estimating is an area of analysis that is part art and it's part science and it's something that I'll be talking about at length in other episodes. But that's just one example of a situation where if you're a completely new analyst and you've never done real estimates for a project for and you're confronted with that challenge, not knowing exactly what steps that you should start taking towards developing an estimate that is realistic and that is going to be palatable and acceptable by management and by the project manager of the team. So just understanding that estimating is a situation that you're going to be confronted with at some point in your career and knowing what steps to take in order to arrive at an estimate is something that is going to help you overcome this first challenge. Now, no two business analyst roles are the same out in the industry either. And so to help you to get a better sense of the type of situations you're likely to be confronted by, what we do here at Learn.ba is that we advocate that you choose one of the three BA archetypes that we talk extensively about throughout our articles and some of our videos. And those are the three archetypes of the BPA or the business process analyst, the BSA, the business systems analyst, and the generalist BA. And choosing one of these archetypes, what it helps you do is to narrow down the types of situations that you're most likely to be confronted by in your role. And it helps you start to focus your efforts into developing game plans for those situations that you're likely going to be confronted by. So for an example there, you could think to yourself that if you're in more of a process analyst type of role, it is very unlikely that your employer is going to ask you to take part in a data cleansing or a data conversion exercise because the data cleansing and conversion exercises are typically more for BSA roles than they are for BPA roles. So if you've chosen the BPA archetype and those are the types of BA roles that you're pursuing, you can automatically start to eliminate certain types of situations and start focusing your efforts on the types of situations that a BPA is most likely to experience in their roles. Okay, so the number one source that you are going to experience as a business analyst is in not knowing what steps to take especially if you're at the very beginning of your career. And choosing an archetype is going to help you focus in on the situations that you're most likely to face so that you can start building the game plans that you have for that archetype. So with that said, let's move directly into the second most common source of stress for business analysts. And that is interpersonal conflict at work. Now, anytime 
you take a group of people who would not normally gravitate towards one another and you put them in the same space and you get them to start moving towards the same goals, you are naturally going to experience a certain amount of conflict. And if you think of organizations and you think about companies, that's essentially what they are, is a grouping of people who are not necessarily friends, but they are all working towards the same goals of the organization, and they have to do it with the types of personalities that they would not normally gravitate around naturally. So being an analyst, you are especially at risk of experiencing interpersonal conflict just because of the nature of your work. If you think about the job of an analyst compared to most other types of jobs that are out there, you'll know that the analyst is typically expected to interact with many different parts of an organization, whereas most other roles are contained within a unit or within a department or within a division, just by the nature of your job as an analyst, you're going to be expected to go from department to department and division to division and interact with a lot of different types of units inside your organization, which are occupied by many different types of personalities. And so as an analyst, the potential for interpersonal conflict is a lot greater just because of the variety of experiences and the variety of the people that you have to interact with as part of your job. And so that is part of the reason why it is the second biggest source of stress for a lot of analysts. Now, overcoming this challenge means that you have to begin to understand the goals, the motivations, and the tendencies of the people that you're going to be interacting with as part of your job. There are a number of different models out there that can give you guidance on what different personality types exist and uh, what the tendencies and the motivations of those personality types are. The most popular model that is used within most organizations is typically referred to as the DISC model, D-I-S-C. And another model out there that you can use to understand different personality types is the Myers-Briggs model of personality types. And so if you were to just Google those two personality types, you will run into a wealth of information that describes to you what those models are about and how you can use them to start understanding the different types of personalities that you are likely to be interacting with as part of your job. Now, there are a lot of other advanced subjects that can teach you about handling interpersonal relationships and managing conflict within your organization. And those are things that I can talk about in future episodes. But the two models that I mentioned there are excellent starting places for you if you have no experience in understanding and having to work with different types of personalities within an organization. Okay, so that is the second biggest source of stress. Now let's move on to the third source of stress, which has to do with the circumstance that every single analyst faces on a regular basis. And that source of stress has to do with the fact that you are always going to have more work than the time that you need to do it in. So I'll repeat that again, because this is something that every single analyst experiences. You are always going to be in a situation where you're going to have more work and you're typically going to have 
probably about 60, 70, or 80% of the time that you actually need to do that work properly. Now, to overcome this, there are a number of different tricks and tactics that you have to have up your sleeve, mostly having to do with time management and with managing the workload that you have on your plate at any given time. And so typically when you are in a situation where more and more and more work is being piled onto your plate, one of the most effective steps that you can take in managing your work is to always maintain a list of priorities. And anytime a new piece of work is coming and uh, being directed to you, you have to get used to always making sure that you prioritize that new piece of work with respect to the work that you already have on your plate. So for example, I always maintain a simple Word document that is called priorities. Very simply, and essentially what that is, is a list of all of the objectives that I have to accomplish. And anytime there is something new that is coming my way, I always ask the manager or the project manager or whatever the source of new work is, is what is the priority of this item with respect to the top three things that I have at the top of my list of priorities? And you'll find that many times just by asking that question, the manager or the project manager will see how much work you actually have to do and they will either help you to prioritize it within that work or they will find another resource to take on that work until the load on your plate has lightened up a little bit. And so maintaining a list of priorities is the simplest and most effective thing that you can do and always asking for clarity on the priority of other items that are coming down and placing the new work that you're getting within the list of priorities that you have is going to do wonders to help you manage the amount of work that you are expected to produce. Now, there are many other tactics that you can employ given different situations that can come about with respect to workloads and timelines, but maintaining a priority list is the simplest and most effective thing that you can do with very little effort. And so I'll leave this subject here along with a reminder that any questions that you might have related to what I've talked about in this episode, you can ask directly Within our community, we have many more senior members in our community that are willing and able to get the answers for some of the questions that you might have. And I am always available within our community to start answering the backlog of questions that we're starting to maintain as they come in from all of our community members. And so if you have not already signed up for your free membership to our community, I'm going to encourage you to head over to learn.ba and to request the invite. We'll have our community manager reach out to you and help you get set up on the platform so that you can start getting the answers to the questions that you have. Thank you for joining me on this episode and I will see you on the next one.